What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Just Joshing Podcast. My name is Josh. Man, I am back from Bonnaroo, and I am so sorry. I just want to... I was getting so much fan mail. I was getting so many people writing into the show. Where are you? What's going on? How is Shelly doing? Shelly's doing fine. We had a great time. It was amazing. Everything was awesome. Uh, Shelly is my pet goldfish. Uh, And she's doing great. She's doing great. I am happy to be back in the studio Thank you for missing me. I just, I cannot believe you guys are all great. We got a great show today. I missed a lot while we were out. I I wish I could tell you all about the water and the sea turtles and the, the sand and all the different things, but I don't have time. Unfortunately, I just don't have time for that. We have too much to to talk about on the show. So let's go ahead and just jump right into it because there's so many spicy things that happened this past week. And I know that every one of you little cuties want to get into it. And uh, also, I'm feeling a little bit sleepy, so I might want to go to bed. I don't know. But let's talk about it anyway. So first up, uh, this happened this past Sunday, right on Sunday morning while everything was blowing up. I'm getting ready for the morning. I have all these different things going on like I do on Sundays. And all of a sudden, Kamish uses commissioner powers to change something. And the chat begins to blow up. Accusations begin to go crazy. He says, Kamish uses Kamish uh, authority to be able to change a roster. And then all of a sudden, Yukon's like, whoa, whoa, what? And then I'm like, whoa. And then everyone begins to blame Swift Gibson and go off on him. And it was just this big hubbubaloo. And then the commissioner comes out and he says, Dr. Cornwallis comes out and he says, change your rosters or else. I am chopping off the pinky toes. Okay? I will literally, he said this, I will literally murder I will literally destroy every single one of your families. And I will give you a buzz cut that you're going to have to live with for the rest of your life. Mind-blowing. Everyone begins to freak out. Everyone goes crazy. I side with the commissioner. I think that he's right. If you are a freaking tanker in this league, if you come out and you begin to set your roster in such a way that we would think that you're tanking, may hell rain upon you. May it, may fire come down from, from the sky. That's what I say. That's what I have to say. And you, you begin to think that you could ever do that. So guess what? Kamish comes down. He gets the iron fist. He places it upon the little needle nose. Son of a... Son of a gun. And he changes the roster. Staring that... That man in the eyes. 
And he says, no, this ain't happening. Not today. That's the commissioner I want. That's the type of man I want on my side. One that is willing to stare into the face of alphas and say, frick you. No. I ain't doing that. I like that. I like that in my commissioner. So then I get a report uh, that slides across my desk. It's, you know, Tuesday morning. I'm, I've barely gotten into my second cup of coffee. And then suddenly I have a report that slides across my desk. Hot report. Uh, and it all it says is, rumor has it, colon, the one who the commissioner had to use powers on, comma, was known none other than space, new paragraph, ND, sky, more. Yeah. Yeah. That ND, sky, more. That ND, star, sky. That little Maudaluda is thinking that he's not going to set his roster on a Sunday morning. Oh, really? That's where we're at right now? I mean, he's still lost. We'll get into it. He's still lost. You think you're better than everyone else? Get out of here. Get out of this league. I know you think you have mortgages and you have houses to break. Could care less. If this is not your life, if you are not so invested in this that you don't think about it when you go to bed, you don't consider it when you wake up in the morning, and that you don't constantly think about this day in and day out, I want you out of this league with that weird avatar that you have. What even is that? It's like a football player on fire. Did you find it on Google Images? I don't even think he listens to me. He doesn't even know I exist. And he's not setting his roster on Sunday morning. Doesn't even offer a letter of apology. I think, I think, we need to go back and we need to see in his history what is the most egregious trade that he made. One that was so lopsided that one person could only have been under the influence of melatonin to make the trade and then we go back and we reverse that trade and give it back to whoever he made that trade to that's the punishment that's the punishment forget the buzz cut thing forget the family thing I care less that's the real punishment i'm gonna get into his team in a second i'm gonna talk about the state of that franchise you best believe you set your roster. You set your roster, mister. And you play this game the way that it was meant to be played. Some of us die for this. Some of us have bled for this. Some of us have our hearts rooted in this. I'm not joking anymore. It's not a game. You're just my livelihood. Uh, in other news, we also had a trade that ended up popping up this past week. 
Um, it, it was one that I should have caught last week because I was in Bonabona. Um, wasn't able to catch it. It was Zeb Greenfield getting Michael Carter uh, for Josh Long getting Cole Komet. And honestly, this trade worked out for both teams during this week. And I know Josh Long probably is trying to pivot for a better – he's not tanking, but he's trying to pivot for a better roster position. And honestly, Mahomes on a hill, Zeb Greenfield, he's on the up and up. He wants to be playing better. He needs players like this. And it looks like Michael Carter, even though he just seems like the most average person alive, even though Brees Hall played him out of the water, and it will be weird to see what happens with James Robinson coming on board. He looks like he will have a time, a place, and a space for this backfield. On top of that, Josh Long now gets an athletic, extremely white Cole Komet, who's now going to be able to be paired together with his young asset in Justin Fields. You now have a Justin Fields and a Cole Komet stack. That's a good that's a good stack. On a team that is trying to somewhat retool for the next years, you now just got a young, talented tight end that you now are able to pair with your young, talented wide receivers and up-and-coming running backs. Wowie, wow-woo. I like it, okay? I just like it. I think it, it's all around, across the board, I like it. Another big bit of news as well is that Adam Thielen was also on the trade block, submitted from uh, Sofa89, which is a little bit of a head-scratcher. I mean, it's not the end of the world. Um, You know, Sofa89, I understand it from the aspect of this is an older white man uh, who is now going on the trade block, who's now going to be... You know, he, I think he's really, he's not necessarily been a big boom. He's just kind of been there. It's like 10 points kind of each week. Oh, I'm getting a phone call. Um, I'm going to hold, no, no, ignore that. Ignore it. Okay. I didn't get that live on air. That didn't happen. It didn't happen. Anyway, Cole Komet. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm a little frazzled from the phone call. I thought I answered it while I was yelling. Where was I? I can't remember. Oh, Adam Thielen is now, uh, you know, he's he's a dude. He's a guy. He's a person. He's alive. I understand so far, and I wanted to trade him away. At the same time, it's also the kind of the player that he should probably have. At the same time, I do think that an Adam Thielen can now go to a team like a Supercam. I don't know what it would take, but Supercam is so in need of wide receivers. This is something that we have been beating the drum on for a long period of time. Michael Thomas, out. Odell Beckham probably won't play to the end of the year. And right now, uh, Supercam really needs to start kind of deciding, am I a contender or not? Because he's almost about to get kicked out of the freaking playoffs. And he needs to decide and get these wide receivers, as many wide receivers as he can, to be able to start competing for his team. Because he's in a bad, bad place. Older running backs, older-ish running backs, I should say, on top of no wide receivers, on top of a bad record for this year. This is a make-it-or-break-it year for him. And if he doesn't have wide receivers to be able to couple with these guys, sorry. Sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Um, So maybe you do need to go trade for an Adam Thielen. On the same... 
At the same time, maybe Mahomes on a hill does that as well. Mahomes on a hill is going to be making a run very soon, and he needs some veteran wide receivers to really bolster that locker room, to make them feel a little bit more comfortable, to be able to make sure that they're able to do stuff going forward in the future, to make sure that they can make this run. You get that consistent 10 points every single week. You know what? You're happy. You're healthy. The organization is thriving. You're good to go. That's my thoughts. This, this intro went way longer than I thought. I'm sorry. I went on a tangent. But before we jump into the weekly report, you're one of your favorite times of the week. We're going to go ahead and jump into the, my ad for the week, and that is Spindrift's Half Tea, Half Lemon. Did I already do this? No, I haven't done this one. Half Tea, Half Lemon. It's their take on Arnold Palmer. It's an amazing, amazing drink. Um, it has... Carbonated water, lemon juice, and brewed black tea. Less caffeine than two ounces of coffee. No sugar added, only five calories. Your tummy's going to thank you. Your taste buds are going to tantalize you. You're going to love it. Your mom's going to love it. Uh, It's real fruit. Tastes better. Pick up your Spindrift. Half tea, half lemonade today. Hashtag not a real sponsor. I feel like I legally probably should say that. All right, weekly report for the week. Bum, 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 bum. Weekly report. Dealing with a little bit of cold. Uh, best team of the week was Mahomes on Hill scoring 154 points. We're going to get him to, into him in a second, but man, is he up and coming. The worst team of the week is no surprise. The poopiest team of the week is Swift Gibson with 76 points. It is hashtag not tank season, tank season for him. Players of the week, big surprise here. Quarterback Justin Fields. Came out, made himself known. This is his time. This is his year. He had, like, the most rushing yards of any quarterback since Michael Vick. He looks good. He looks like he is going to be thriving, happy, and healthy. Joe Mixon, the touchdowns weren't coming. They have finally came. 55 points for Joe Mixon. Scored five touchdowns. Absolutely blew up for Supercam. He's going to be on by this next week, unfortunately. Dr. Cornwall has started Devontae Adams. Congrats. He scored 36 points against Jacksonville. That team is going to feed him the ball. He's going to continue to get it. He's going to continue to beat Devontae Adams, and that's just the case. At tight end, uh, Captain Jameis started Dallas Goddard. Goddard scored 24 points. Dallas Goddard is one of those guys that I want to be good, I think could be good, but he's he's just another tight end at this point. Who knows what to do with him in this world of poop tight ends. Um, guys that you should have started, but you benched them. Geno Smith, great game. Another great game. Continues to play like an MVP candidate. I'm not even saying that facetiously. Scored 21 points. Um, at running back, James Robinson scored 13 points against Buffalo, despite being the backup for the Jets. Did absolutely amazing. At wide receiver, Miko Hardman continues to be a head scratcher for Zeb Greenfield and Mahomes on a hill. He scored about 20 points. You never know when he's going to be good, but he has a lot of touchdown ups side he's either going to get 20 or he's going to get zero you decide what you want um it may be just that hard man (laughs) at tight end kate otten was not started by zeb greenfield and he scored almost 18 points is this kate otten's time coming out and um continuing to say hey i have a weird name and i'm going to continue to play football um kate is like an eight-year-old's name 
uh, but he scored 18 points against the Rams. The most efficient manager of the week was Dr. Cornwallis. He could have scored a total of 128.7 points, and guess what? He did just that, scoring 128 points. The least efficient manager of the week was uh, Swift Gibson. He scored 76 points. His max points were tw- uh, 92 the highest points in a loss was UConn at 115. I'm going to get into his team in a second. But, man, 115 points um, could have beaten almost anyone out there. The Simps beat Andy Starsky, scored 108 points. Um, just not even a contest contest with this team. This is something that I've been saying about Andy Starsky's team. But I think the Simps... Um, and Senator SJ are going to be able to continue to do absolutely awesome. The biggest blowout was Mahomes on a hill with 154 points, scored about 55 more points than Captain Jameis. Narrowest victory, the one that had us all biting our nails, was uh, Josh Long. He scored 130 points to UConn's 115. Um, the biggest overachiever was Zeb Greenfield, and the biggest underachiever was actually Sofa89, who was projected to score almost 140 points, but his team only came up with... 100. All right, let's go ahead and get into the power rankings. I'm going to discuss some of your teams and stuff as well. This is the American Eagle Pocket Tee Power Rankings. Get your soft tee t-shirt today. Um, I love their t-shirts. I think they're always great. The only problem that I have with their t-shirts, and I've said this a lot, but their biggest flaw is the fact that they give you, they put their freaking eagle um, on their um, shirts and stuff. It's so annoying. At number one, I have the Simps. Simps are sitting at 6-3. and three. I understand that there's another team that's 7-2. We'll get into them in a second. But the Simps have a really great team. Christian McCaffrey was on bye last week. Yeah, last week. And he's going to be uh, – he's up and coming. He's going to continue to do what he needs to do. I think the Simps have a really solid team. Joe Burrow leading the Charger quarterback, Debo Samuel. He's kind of been down a little bit more this year, but I do think that he's going to be able to pop back up. And then you have George Kittle that also is going to kind of get into more and more in his role. I think that this team is going to be continued to un- be undervalued but could over-deliver. And I think that if they can make a run, if they can begin to sell, if they can begin to get the players that they need to be able to get to be able to get that position, they should be able to be a team that rolls into the playoffs and does some big major damage at number two i have a varner aka deandre hopkins peds or something like that his team is rolling he sold out for the future he he did what he needed to do to be able to get to him get himself to be able to be where he's at right now deandre hopkins looks like he is the type of guy that came back from peds and came back from using illegal illicit steroids and he continues to do well is it cheating on a varner's part did he purposely give it to him yes he did but uh, he has Ken Walker, who looks literally like the second coming of LT. He has uh, Ramondre Stevenson, who looks like he's firmly implanted himself in that role. Uh, he has Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. Though Mark Andrews is hurt, he's going to be out for a couple weeks. This team is good. DK, uh, he doesn't have DK anymore. Um, he has a lot of really good players. He made the moves to be able to do what he needs to do. He sold his entire future and his soul to the devil to be able to do so. He has Tua. He has Dak. He has Deshaun Watson, who will be coming back from... Uh, suspension is his team cursed because he has Deshaun Watson most likely but I have him at number two I think he's earned it he's there right now at number three and I know this is a big shakeup from what the media is saying but Andy Sky Moore is at number three here's why Josh Allen hurt Jamar Chase hurt Jonathan Taylor hurt all three guys that brought him here are now hurt okay this is what I was talking about he has no depth He has three empty bench spots. He started three tight ends on his main roster, okay? 
This is what we call a bloated team. He has Keenan Allen hurt. And I am not joking you when I say that I think that Keenan Allen could be out for the rest of the year. I think Jonathan Taylor, with where the Colts are at right now, I think that they could be unofficially tanking. And they seriously might be. They might end up resting Josh Allen, or he might be able to playing, uh, you know, like at half strength with his weird elbow thing. But this is what I'm talking about. He is going to limp into the playoffs. He is going to limp into the playoffs, and he may not win. He may not have Jamar Chase for a really long time. Now, he also could limp into the playoffs and still win because of where his team's at and what they may end up being able to do by the time they get healthy. He has Cooper Cup. Hooray. Congrats. But, dude, I don't know. I don't know. Media keeps ranking him number one. Prove it. You have Cam Akers and, uh, and Dobbins. Why are you not trading away those guys to be able to get pieces, like even minor pieces? Like why not trade for Deion Jackson to be able to replace jo- Jonathan Taylor? Why not counter anything? It's just so ridiculous to me. It makes me mad. At, at 4A of Sofa 89. Sofa 89's team's good. He happened to just lose this past week. Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook. This is probably the last year that he gets a lot of like high-level production out of these guys. Darren Waller's been hurt. Pat Fryermuth hasn't really been producing as much as he could. Um, but I think that this is the last run where they all kind of get together and they're like pals. And they're like, hey, guys, we should go for the championship. I think he's going to be able to do it. But sitting at 6-3, and three, uh, just don't, don't, don't lose it. And number five, I have Dr. Cornwallis. Did lose Aaron Jones for what may be multiple weeks. I think that they still are going to be really good, though, and I think he's going to probably be fine. He has a lot of depth. I am interested in what happens with Leonard Fournette. I'm not really sure about Leonard Fournette and what his status is because he just doesn't really look that good. Bucks in general, general don't really that good, look that good, and he lost Javante Williams, all that kind of stuff. We'll see what ends up happening, but ultimately – I think that his team is still good enough. At number six, I have uh, Vrabel Body Men. Here, here's what I need Vrabel Body Men to hear, and I have been telling him this personally, so this is not going to be a secret. His team is a playoff contender. He is sitting at five and four. He's on a three-game win streak. He has AJ Brown and Waddle. He has Khalil Herbert and uh, David Montgomery. He also has Justin Fields and Cole Komet. Now. I know it's the Bears offense. Justin Fields is up and coming right now. He is hitting a stride at the perfect time. This team, and I know you don't want to hear it, but I'm going to say this out of love. This team is a contender. I would be so titillated if he went out and got Saquon Barkley some way, shape, or form by Rob Cutt. Giving up a little bit of assets doesn't have to be the whole asset for what you have next year, but a little bit of assets, one first-round pick, to be able to get him. Can you imagine? Like, that is literally a lock for the championship right now. That's where he's sitting. At number seven, I have Mahomes on a hill. Again, guy up and coming. Derrick Henry, he always gets better as time goes on. Um, he has Tyreek Hill, who's literally having one of the best wide receiver seasons ever. He has Patrick Mahomes, who always is going to be good. I think that this team is going to be able to make a run. And I've said it before, I think that he's he's on a three-game win streak. And this is, you know, it's going to, like, he's he might be able to push himself into the playoffs. At number eight, I have Ritter, wait, no, I have Super Cam. Super Cam, uh, great, we said it each week. Great running backs, bad wide receivers. Trade for some wide receivers or your season's over. I love you. I love you. I love you. You're on a four-game losing streak, though. You're three and six. This is literally either sell the farm 
and sell Austin Eckler to uh, Vrabel body men for a second round pick. Um, I don't know what you need to do, but you're going to probably have to sell some of these older running backs that are worth a lot right now for your future. Not a lot of draft picks in the future. Not a lot of great wide receivers. Maybe you don't have to sell the farm that much, but like really, really take a deep look at yourself sitting where you're at right now, wondering if you can get into the playoffs. I know that there was the big Joe Mixon thing, but the fact that there wasn't even a win from this team coming off a 55 point game from Joe Mixon. I love this team. I love this owner. I love this man, but just might need to pivot. At number 10, I have Captain Jameis. Or, sorry, at number 9, I have Ritter for Rookie of the Year. Team up and coming. And if you look at all his draft capital and where it's slotted to be, his team is a year out, maybe two. They're going to be really good. This year's just not his year, but he's doing the right thing. I like the way that he's building his team. I actually like it a lot. At 10, I have Captain Jameis. Captain Jameis, same thing. A lot of draft capital, a lot of great wide receivers. I think his time might be coming sooner rather than later. But... um, I'm interested in uh, the, the the point of Damian Pierce potentially going away and um, him being able to, to continue forward with him. I'd be very interested in that. At number 11, I have UConn. I consider moving him up. I don't think UConn seems that bad. I really don't. I think UConn seems actually is really good. It's just that he's been playing some really difficult competition. I still think that he has um, – it, it's kind of – he's out of playoff contention at this point. I just I think that he might be able to do something really big, and I think that he you know doesn't have first round pick next year, so um, might as well. And then at number twelve, I have Swift Gibson. Tons of great young talent brimming, and all these trades that impacted him, like Kadarius Tony and Chase Claypool. But not yet. Hang on tight, baby. Baby Robinson might be on the way. We'll see. All right, let's go ahead and look at next week, and then I'm going to go ahead and wrap up some games that I like for next week. Excuse me. I'm sorry. All right. I like – well, number one, I like Captain Jameis just to obliterate Andy Star, Star Sky more. By the way, why is his name still Andy Star, Star Sky? He doesn't even have Sky more on his team anymore. Um, a really close matchup could be Dr. Cornwallis versus A. Varner. Another really good one is uh, Variable Body Men versus Mahomes on a Hill, two guys that are on three-game win streak. That could be really good. And then right now, um, UConn is slated to just blow out Supercam as Supercam has um, Joe Mixon on by and a few other guys that aren't going to be playing this week. So we'll end up seeing what happens with that. Thank you for joining us tonight. I love you all so much. Give yourself a kiss on the cheek for me and I love you. Good night. See you later.